0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Payoff Podcast. I'm Will Foley. Matt Press here. Matt Savry. We have a very special person with us today.
1: Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I am Evan Gerge. I am one of the men's basketball reporters for the Indiana Daily Student, if you listen to the Five Banner Banner Podcast. Instantly plugging your, your podcast. <laughs> well, what else? Yeah, of course, what else are we going to do? Um, I am the host of that podcast. We're recording... After the payoff <laughs> podcast today. Uh, I also do... Finish all of this one before you listen to his, though. Well, ours will be up first. It'll be up tomorrow morning after recording this. Yours will probably won't be. Anyway, uh, I am also the uh, occasionally string for the Associated Press covering women's games. That is where most of my expertise comes from. Don't read that, though. Read the Indiana Daily Students coverage of... <laughs> I
2: mean, <laughs> you, can Evan. you can support Evan. Evan,
1: especially the Big Ten uh, Championship... Coverage to spoil what happened this weekend. Well, you've been
0: spoiled. Indiana women's basketball, I'm sure you don't know if you're <laughs> listening to this, are your Big Ten regular season champions.
2: Are we, before we get into the Big Ten championship and also the Michigan game, which we need to talk a little bit about. Yes, they also played Michigan. They this did week. also play Michigan. There is something maybe more important, maybe a little less important. We have bowling. Oh, so I, would, I do want to hear a little bit about Matt Seabury and Evan Gerkey in their bowling class. Bowling
3: beef. Bowling so beef. so if as if you are, uh, if you are a listener of the five banner banter podcast, you know that every, we we record both of these podcasts on Mondays usually. And me and Evan both have bowling on Mondays, a bowling class, uh, because Indiana University is a prestigious university. Um, and you did bad today.
1: I did. Um, you did real bad. And I I spent a lot of our beginning of our podcast uh, coming at Matt for his bowling skills. Uh, he has the highest handicap on the team, which if you're under unfamiliar, means that he is the worst bowler on the team. <laughs> However, today, he completely blew me out of the water. Uh, I'd love to see more performances like that from him on a regular basis. I know I need to step it up. But Matt, I know you have been practicing.
3: Uh yes. So my uh my roommate did buy a wee this weekend. So I've been getting in some practice in wee bowling. Um yeah. And uh it, it really showed out today. I rolled a one seventeen. Did. Did. Uh, you rolled a ninety three. Yes. And uh we lost by ten total points. Ten total a round. points. Around. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was so, kind of on me today. I'll, yeah. I'll take the blame. Yeah. I, I so. guess I need
1: to come over and, and Wii bowl with you.
3: I'll 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 smoke you any day of the week. What did you throw in wee bowling? Um, uh, I mean, like we've played it a few times, but like uh, last night I rolled a 123.
1: What's, what's your pro score? Well, are we, you, are you
3: at, we bought the Wii Friday, one, so. 123? One no, but, no, but like, Wii
1: you, you know, after you finish a game on Wii Sports, very, no. you, you get like points. Like, you're, I'm you're a golfer, to a, all right? I'm a golfer to a shiny, ball. Have you
3: got the shiny ball yet? No, because we got the thing on Friday. I'm a pro in Wii golf. I took over for someone in Wii golf yesterday two holes in. They were a plus three. I came back and scored minus two on the thing, won the thing. I'm I'm a golf forward Wii sports athlete.
0: I'm just gonna tell you the keys. So in bowling, there's either you go straight line and you go to like the second like the first arrow on the right of the center and then you go to the edge of that, or you go all the way to the end of the lane and then you curve it and you Curve it towards not quite the center pin, but
1: slightly to the right. We know how to bowl. We're in a bowling class. Will. <laughs> we are
2: in a bowling class <laughs> well, where well, he threw a 123,
3: and
4: we bowled. they a standard.
3: Uh, so you can use anything between. I think they have an eight all the way up to. There was a seven fit? on. A, someone was using a seven a on our lane. There
4: was a
1: seven. Leg. I think they were using it to practice the the hook shots. Okay, but there is a up seven. to like a, all way up to a fifteen. Yeah,
3: I usually use uh usually a ten. I'll do a nine or eleven as well.
1: I I usually use an eleven and and try to clean up spares with the ten. Got a little bit more control with the uh the eleven or the ten for those like one two pins. But I like the eleven the feel of the eleven for the, the first bowl.
3: That, that's been your bowling uh There's your bowling update. Um do we do we want to talk about the the Big Ten Championship uh for, for a minute here uh before Evan, you need to go do whatever you need to do.
1: I would love to talk about the Big Ten Championship. It was it was a wonderful time.
3: Um so are you IU... Uh, yeah. obviously beat
0: Purdue. Indiana beat Purdue 83 to 60, clinched a share. It's a share, it's not outright yet of the Big 10 regular season championship. The only other time they did so was in 1983, 82-83, and that was also a share with Ohio State. So, historic day yesterday.
2: Yeah, game itself nothing too crazy what we've seen all year from Indiana. It was the third quarter run as always, it seems like they had 27 points in the third quarter, just seemingly always going off, even when they start slow in the first half. But, um, yeah, nothing too—Holmes cr- had 22?
0: I think she might have had 20, 20 on the head. Holmes had yep. 20. On 10 of 11. She... On, yeah, on
2: <laughs> insane efficiency. Including you know. that that pirouette move is gorgeous. Oh, no, yeah. But it was obviously more about the postgame, nice ceremony, seeing the Nets being cut. Allie Patberg had some great moments. She's obviously— a Hoosier legend, and also Senior Day. Grace Berger, Alyssa Geary were honored post-game. So just a really historic day, special day for the program.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, as you mentioned, uh, it was a that third-quarter run, as it has been all, all season, it feels like. Um, they went into the halftime break only up by three points. Uh, Purdue had ended it on a little bit of a run there in the late second quarter. Um, held IU scoreless for I believe the final three minutes of the first half, but then IU came out and yeah won the third quarter by 15 points. Only four IU players scored. It was the four upperclassmen starters. No surprises there. Uh, Terry Murns talked repeatedly about the thing that sets this team apart and makes them different is its maturity, um, and you saw that on display. I mean they came out in the in the second half they. It was Chloe Moore McNeil and Grace Berger uh, running the offense, setting up, you know, Mackenzie Holmes and Sydney Parrish for, for shots. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe Grace Berger had four assists and eight points or seven points in the quarter. Just, I mean, it's what it's what we've come to expect from Grace Berger in her fifth year in the cream and crimson. I want to quickly add. Sold out crowd yesterday. Sold first out crowd. Yeah, that's
1: what I was gonna jump in on that. Uh, I I did not cover the game yesterday as uh, a reporter. I was there as a fan. I brought my parents to Assembly Hall for the first time. They did enjoy their experience, but we got to oh, Assembly Hall first time like ever. Yeah, they've had they've had two kids go through IU. It's been seven years, and it's their first time they've ever seen a game at Assembly Hall. They they have been to like. These are people who, uh, for
3: at least the last 20 years, have lived in the state of Indiana. Yes,
1: yes. But also, they are they are three hours away from, like, yeah. Bloomington. Yeah. Uh, my my sister went here before I did. She was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, so I think it was either her sophomore or junior year when I was looking at IU. We came down to kind of do a little tour of campus, and we got to go to the Cuban Center, and that was the only time my parents have been even inside Assembly Hall. Uh, but we got to the line for the game at 10.06, I think it was. The New line tip. had gone... Noon tip. The line had wrapped down the road, the kind of outlet road by Assembly Hall, onto 17th, where I was standing in line was de- directly in front of the front doors of, of Assembly Hall, which is just unfathomable compared to what we've seen from attendance in years past with Indiana. At the start of this season. At the start even. of this season, a month ago, maybe two, two yeah. months. Yeah. So it's it's been crazy, and they got us in. It took us. They, they opened the doors a little bit early at 10-11. It took us 12 minutes to get into the doors from where we were. So they moved the line really quickly. We ended up with good seats. And it was it was a really cool experience to be part of that crowd as as women's basketball is growing the way it is and then get to see them cut down the nets at the end.
0: Yeah, it was a really cool day. Uh, really emotional for, I mean, quote, Dang it, Seth from Terry Moore. Yes, that uh, was pretty fantastic. Uh, asking about Grace Berger in the presser and... Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool moment to see like how how much Cheerimon really just cares about her players and her program. Um Yeah,
3: just the combination of all that coming together, you know, Senior Day, Grace Burger Senior Day, a sold out assembly crowd for the first time ever and to cut down the nets on that day with all that stuff going on. That's a that's a cool moment for a program that 10 years ago this would have been unfathomable.
0: Yeah, Burger usually a stone cold face on the basketball floor and she's living it up out
1: there with yeah. a piece of the net. They brought out the the 82-83 Big 10 champs for kind of the 40th year anniversary celebration and I was thinking to myself as I was watching them out there would they do you think they ever imagined being at a sold out assembly cra- assembly hall crowd for a women's game like even playing watching anything like this that must have been incredible to them to see how far this program has come.
2: The and Ruth Justin recent years, not even 40 years ago, just within maybe three, five years, has just been insane to where getting to this point, Grace Berger, obviously, she was a little choked up after the game, and then Terry Morin talking about her, was she couldn't hold back tears. That was really emotional because Grace Berger, and we talked about Allie Patberg, Mackenzie Holmes, they helped Morin kind of carry out that vision that she talked about of being able to grow women's basketball to where it's getting today, so... Yeah, the growth just recently has just been exponential.
3: Yeah, and we're—Terry uh, Morn kind of touched on this a little bit uh, after the game. While this is historic at IU, the explosion and whatnot, it is not just an IU thing. This is happening—I mean, if you're looking around the Big Ten, if you're looking around the country even, programs all across the nation are setting attendance records this these last few months— um, I'm pretty sure Ohio State hit one, LSU hit one a few years back, or pardon me, uh, a few weeks back. Um, South Carolina has sold out pretty much every game at Colonial Life Arena. Um, Iowa has sold out a lot of games this season. Uh, obviously, we'll get, talk a little bit more about it, but their season finale is already sold out. Um, yeah, it's 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 really incredible the rise, not just for this program, but uh, across women's basketball as a whole. And in particular, this program kind of doing hand in hand with that, uh, is, is a very cool thing to watch. Uh, Indiana women's basketball is reaching heights.
0: It has been building for years. IDSnews.com. I wrote about this after the win on Sunday.
3: Uh, admittedly, while we're plugging stories, uh, if you want to read a a column, um, kind of talking about that and what the, the rest of this year holds, uh, one, Matt Press, also on IDSNews.com. Even, uh, Even
2: if the job is not finished this season, per yeah. <laughs> se, with loftier goals in mind. You're supposed to plug relations. your own stories, Matt. What, what, what
1: is that?
3: I already talked about the third quarter. Uh, feel free to read more about it. It's um, I asked the one question to Terry Morin in a 40-minute press conference that actually involved the basketball game that we had just watched. Uh, Amanda Foster, former uh, co-host of this here payoff podcast, um, ask the one question to the players that involved the basketball game. Yeah, it nice. was a very emotional press conference, which is, of course, to be expected.
1: Very interesting. I wrote a story on Miller Cop after their, the <laughs> men's basketball team <laughs> <laughs> went over Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, I think that's me getting kicked off. And uh, he's been yeah. thank, thank you guys you for, for, for having me. There. I did, did enjoy joining and getting to talk about um, a really fun day at Assembly Hall. So enjoy the rest of your podcast, and thank you guys for having me. Thank you.
0: that was Evan Grockie not very good bowler on Monday February 20th <laughs> All
3: right um you guys we kind of we're jumping around here um want to talk about the Michigan game real quick yep. uh, while our we have a second surprise guest <laughs> of the day uh but I guess we'll talk about the Michigan game real quick uh i it we're kind of skipping over this they beat the number 12 team in the country and it's just an afterthought but
0: yeah uh yeah Here, let me go find this real quick. Final of that game was 68-52. To be quite frank, it was kind of a just a not very interesting game because Indiana was just a better basketball team. It was a blow-up. They just showed that they were a better team. Uh, Even, I mean, 68-52 is a little misleading. In the fourth quarter, Indiana did not score for about six minutes, so... Uh, they kind of let Michigan get back into it a little bit. But, yeah, number 12 team, another ranked win. That one was the ninth of the season for Indiana. So,
2: And it's crazy that we're even kind of glossing over that game because, again, ninth ranked win of the season. Michigan's a really good team. This is a, Leah Brown did not really get anything in that game, who's a really, really good scorer. And, I mean, Shout out Michigan, Chloe Moore McNeil. Shout out Chloe Moore McNeil who all season has locked up number one options. And I mean, not a whole lot to say other than how we really should be saying how more impressive it was than we are because again, they're just eating ranked teams for breakfast every week.
3: And it was yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's just it's just business as usual for this team knocking off 12 the number 12th ranked team in the country by massive margins, 15 point margins. Um, and, you know, this game had the same thing we've seen all season, whether it's in the third quarter or earlier in the first or second quarter, where this team just goes on a run, and that's the game. They In this one against Michigan, it was a 10-0 run in the span of 60 seconds. And that was it. And that was the rest of the game. Uh, Michigan tried to cut the lead, tried to make a run later, but that was the game. So, um, yeah, just domination again. Chloe Moore McNeil always making the plays when – it seems like she always makes the most impactful play when the team needs it. Uh, yeah, just really incredible. Yeah, Mac with a
0: season-low 50% shooting in that game. <laughs> uh, one who did not have the best game but had the best muscles on the court was Grace Berger, which is where we enter our second guest speaker, Bradley Hohoun.
5: Uh Hey, everybody. This is Bradley Hohoun. Uh If you listen to the men's podcast, The Five Banner Banter, uh, you'll – you'll be familiar with my voice. And um, Will, would you would you like me to sort of explain why I'm here today? Please do. So, <clears throat> obviously, I'm, a, I'm the columnist for the men's team, and I should say, when I'm covering men's games, I am completely emotionless. <laughs> there is not an ounce of serotonin that courses through my brain at any moment when You know when I see IU, when I see Trace Jackson Davis throw down a slam dunk, I feel nothing. (laughs) When, when, when IU was playing Northwestern last week and the Wildcats won on a last-second jumper, I said, "Good, that's an excellent story." Um, However, when I am at the women's games. I am a child. I am beaming <laughs> from ear to ear for every moment. I cannot get enough. I love the team so much. The hype video gets me insanely excited.
3: Which, for the record, as a, as a factual uh, just observer of this team, the women's hype video is way better than the men's hype video at IU. So much better.
5: The song choice is better. The moments they pick are better. Um... I would argue the the women in the video show a lot more personality than the guys do. But anyway, um, my specific uh, link to this conversation is that obviously I'm a, I'm a huge IU women's basketball fan, but most notably, I am a big Grace Berger fan <laughs> um, for for various reasons. You know, I like her play style. I like her more stoic de- demeanor. You know, I've I've always favored more like the Tim Duncan, Marvin Harrison type of athlete over the more flashy ones. Uh, Marvin Harrison might have killed a guy, so um, but definitely. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm trying to go for Stone here. Stone cold killer. Yes, uh, uh, but anyway, the main thing that I, I truly love about Grace Berger is she is so jacked. Oh my god! Like I, I've been, you know, like many uh, young, arguably insecure men. I, I've been known to go to a gymnasium. I've been known to lift a weight or two, um, and I can tell you, I. Cannot fathom. Like, I don't think I, could, I think if I worked out every day and only worked out my shoulders, I would never have the the sculpted delts that Grace Burger <laughs> is rocking on a 24 hour basis. And I'm not the only one who knows this. Coaches know it, fans know it. There was a fan in the uh, stands at uh, Sunday's game who's, I think it was like, Grace Burger's guns are bigger than Purdue's future. And it's just
3: with a little drawing <laughs> of her, her shoulders and arm muscles, of course. Yes,
5: yes. Um, and so it's just been a real joy ever since, you know, two and a half years ago when I was watching her throw an inbounds pass and I was like, huh, rear deltoids don't don't look like that unless you're uh, insanely jacked. So um, I don't know where you guys wanted to take the conversation. No, but I
3: mean, Well, so the thing is, as you kind of touched on, this is not just a uh, Bradley thing. Fans know this. Terry Morin was talking about it after the game. She She was talking about how, you know, before coming uh, to, I'm not, I'm not going to get this quote exactly right, but before coming to IU, she was, you know, a, a skinny kid out of uh, out of Louisville who had some great ball handling skills, and now, uh, you know, as Terry Moore said, now everybody wants Grace Burger arms because, you know. Everybody wants Grace Burger arms, as as uh, you you were saying.
5: I absolutely want Grace. I want Grace Burger arms. I want Grace Burger shoulders. Most notably, I just got like, what's she doing? Like genetically, <laughs> obviously, there's something there that just I'm never gonna have. But like, what are we, are we talking? Like, I'll do it, I'll, whatever it is, Grace. if You're listening. <laughs> I will do whatever it takes. Standing overhead press, seated dumbbell military press. I'm talking lateral raises. I'm talking crossbody cable uh, Y raises leu raises around the world anything i just i want that definition i want that size and i don't know how to get them both
0: i'm under the impression that when she hurt her knee earlier this season rather than like go through the recovery (laughs) process she only did arms like arms and shoulders uh i showed a picture courtesy of our alex paul photo indiana daily student uh a nice picture of grace Berger grabbing a rebound against iowa uh, the veins are bulging in her forearms. The vascularity <laughs> is unparalleled. The delts are just popping. So, a true, a true appreciating moment from Bradley Hoon. So much so, and yes,
5: excellent leader, ball player, um, just.
3: It was her senior day yesterday. It was
5: her senior day, and what a moment! Uh, I have nothing but admiration, uh, and inspiration, frankly. <laughs> And I just, it's been, it's been a treat to, to watch her play and, and, you know, really be sort of the, uh, quiet leader of a, a very, very good team. But yeah, that's, that's about my two cents.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Bradley. uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it was obviously her senior day yesterday. A lot of emotion. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, we already touched on this a bit. It was just to, to see the emotion of all the players, um, they all reiterated repeatedly that the job's not done. Um, I'm sure somehow one of them would get mad at us if we didn't mention that uh, they have all said the job's not done. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's they got to celebrate for for a little bit to acknowledge what they have done.
0: Yeah, when the time comes, Grace Berger and her delts will be missed <laughs> in an Indiana jersey.
5: And you will know where I will be in the gym weeping at what i want to be but never could be and uh yeah
3: is that that all you got
5: i think so i mean i'm probably making this longer than it needs to be but i appreciate you guys having me on listen to the five banner banner podcast read everyone's stuff i've been bradley
0: thank you bradley thank you thanks guys bradley um there you have it yeah we touched on michigan um did we really talk about the Purdue? oh we talked about third quarter and stuff um there Anyways. wasn't really much to talk
3: yeah. about the Purdue game itself. It's all the all the stuff around it. That's really where the the interesting stuff is. Weird for shooting this one. forms. That was my take. Oh my the goodness!
2: Almost every player we didn't on mention Purdue, Petri, Petri Petri. Okay, Petri was she had twenty three five was of nine from behind
3: seventeen in the first half. She was
2: and she has one of the stranger shooting forms I've seen in college basketball. It's like a side over the head okay
0: I was I was looking at the because she became a 2000 point scorer yes during the game also True. I was looking at so, like a couple of the videos Big Ten Network posted on Twitter or Instagram or whatever of like some of the Patrick Buck, Petri buckets throughout the game and I kind of like tried to watch it slowly I think she also takes her guide hand off the ball I really think like she like throws it she's it's like Lonzo ball esque where it's across the side of her face and then she just takes her hand off and throws it with one arm.
3: Is that really what it's a like a Lonzo ball type? I, I believe you. I didn't slow it down like that. I'll I just... d
0: I didn't like slow it down, but it just looked like because it's like her arm is like across her face. It's, it's not like her shooting arm is like sideways, but it's, it's just really Yeah, weird.
3: and but I hey, if it works, it works.
0: she's a two thousand point <laughs> yeah. scorer, like she's a hooper. Um, Yeah, that's about all we had for that game. So, obviously, the outright title is still on the table. Um, Iowa has to play at Maryland tomorrow night. And then if they win, then Indiana-Iowa at Iowa City on Sunday, the 26th, for the Big Ten title. But first, before we talk about all that, um, AP poll came out today. First ever number one vote for Indiana women's basketball. Confirmed. It was one.
2: Yes. So South Carolina, no longer the unanimous number one. There was a lot of talk on Twitter. Kind of stupid, I think, personally. <laughs> it's one vote. It's really not that big of a deal. And I think Indiana's deserving of not just the one vote. And I just to clarify, I don't think they should have overtaken South Carolina. But I think they're more than deserving of first place consideration given how their schedule stacks up against SEC teams, which, I mean, I think should be pretty objective because they have, again, nine ranked wins on this season, which is the most in NCAA. It's, it's just a harder schedule. So I think they're more than deserving of it. South Carolina is a great team. Indiana is also a great team. There should not be a ton of argument here aside from the fact that Indiana is deserving of consideration for the number one spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: South Carolina, without a doubt, has had the harder out-of-conference schedule. They've, they've played uh, Stanford. They've played UConn. But in conference, there's two ranked SEC teams. One of them is South Carolina itself. The other is LSU. Those two teams only match up once in the regular season. They already played. LSU dominated or, pardon
2: me. <laughs> LSU, LSU, LSU was dominated. dominated.
3: Um, South Carolina dominated LSU. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, whereas you compare that to the Big Ten where uh, IU has played a ranked so, oh. team. They have either played a ranked team or Purdue pretty much every game for the last month, feels yep. like. Uh, <laughs> um, the
0: last time they would have played an unranked team would have been Minnesota.
3: Yeah. The, an unranked team not named Purdue. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was Minnesota. I think we have we have another surprise guest. Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> number it's, three. It's this is a great uh
0: a guest shotter. day.
3: Um, this is truly a surprise to my other co-hosts who did not know that I just invited Alex uh in here. Alex Paul photo of uh, the uh, if you've ever seen a photo or pardon me, most likely if you've seen a photo uh from. Our stories, our stories, or on Twitter uh, related to IDS news for women's basketball, it was taken by or men's basketball. He doesn't or the or men's basketball, of course, it was taken by the wonderful Alex Paul photo, handsome fella. Welcome. Do you you want to introduce yourself?
4: Hi. Um. How are you guys? First off, how are you guys? We did not even have this. I mean, big day yesterday. Lots of photos were taken. Lots of words were written. So lots of celebrating was done. Exactly. Um, hi, though, Alex Paul. I take photos. I love basketball and love taking photos. And so I thought that I would combine those two passions and shoot basketball photos for the IDS for the past two years. It's been a wonderful experience. Lots of traveling, some good, some bad, but, and we have a lot ahead of us. <laughs> a lot of traveling ahead t- for us. So, you
0: stole what was on my mind. Uh, just like run us through your next
4: potential six, seven weeks. Yes. As, like, so.
3: <laughs> without
4: writing a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> but to keep it brief, let's see. Um, so, traveling with both the men's and women's team to their respective uh, Big Ten tournaments. So, You've well, no, we got, got stuff before that. Before That's that. right. So, um,. Saturday, wow. heading up to Purdue for the men's game in West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, that game starts at 7.30, I believe. Editing photos after that game and then getting in my car, driving over to beautiful Bloomington, Illinois. <laughs> we <got> an <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully arriving within hours of 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. to oh, get please. a brief four hours of sleep before Oh, no, up. we've got time. We've got time. We can Do leave they it like we can leave it like eight. Really? It's three hours. Okay. Well, yeah. There we go. And then we're all getting up. Yo, you guys will already be over there in beautiful Bloomington, Illinois. Um, maybe get some breakfast at a local joint. Oh, I mean, Will's just Shannon, an absolute, Shannon's five star. There we go. That's what it was. <laughs> I I always thought it was Skippy, but I'm remembering now it's Shannon's five star. And then so. We'll promptly be going over to Iowa City for that um, college game day. That's big. That's huge. We haven't even mentioned that yet. Yeah, women's basketball game, Iowa-Indiana. Yep. Top five matchup? Is I, No, top uh, six, like, six. 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 Six, yep.
0: There's week one of travel.
4: Yeah, there's week one of travel. So a cool um, probably 15, 16 hours on the road. And then uh, turnaround on Thursday, Thursday. Um, Next week, go up to drive up to Minneapolis, ten and a half hours. Two weeks. Yeah,
0: like like Thursday weekend after weekend the Iowa yeah, game. Yeah, a week and yeah. a half. Thursday after the Iowa yeah,
4: game. Um, we're all gonna be hanging out in a beautiful Motel Six in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, hopefully, shooting through Sunday at the uh, Women's Big Ten Tournament. Heading back down, probably. I don't know, we haven't talked about this late on Sunday or early we'll on Monday. We'll see. We'll see. And then uh, March 8th or 9th, going to Chicago uh, for the men's Big Ten tournament. Um, and then after that's over, um, going to wherever the men's first round uh, NCAA tournament game will be. Um, promptly after that. Um, assuming that the women win their first round games here in Bloomington, Indiana, will um, turn around and go to Greenville, South Carolina. Is so that's the expected location for the women at this point? Please, um, please go to Greenville. <laughs> if I have to go to Seattle in, the, in March again, I don't know if I'll actually make it through this next stint. I might just, you know, crawl into a dark, humid watery hole in (laughs) Seattle, Washington, Crawl up with a Starbucks drink (laughs) and cry. Um, But uh, um, if the women win in the elite eight, then the weekend after that, we'll be in Dallas, Texas. Texas. At American Airlines Arena for the final four. So that's six weeks back to back to back. I I counted it out. So that's pretty much at every location, four days. and then only 3 days in Bloomington in those next 6 weeks. So, Jesus. Yeah.
3: A fun a fun uh, fun upcoming stretch for you.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's definitely one of those things where you got to put your head down and just see if you can do it. But hey, I am uh, I'm not planning on going into sports journalism or anything like that after my college career, so this is something fun that I like to do, and, and I might as well get my fix in while I can. Since,
3: so. since you are still doing a <laughs> bit of sports journalism yeah. in your college career, yeah. Uh, from your perspective right there on the baseline, I guess what were your thoughts on the game yesterday, the environment yesterday, the, uh, the, whole, the whole part of it yesterday? I mean... Arguably the biggest uh, regular season game in the... History.
4: I don't know about you guys, but I was just smiling the way, whole way through it. I mean, it was just... We're so neutral cool. observers. Yeah. I, <laughs> that, I, I try to be a neutral observer, too, as you guys know. But, I mean, just throughout the whole thing, I was just like, this is this is just extremely cool to see, um, especially for how much Terry Morin has built up over the last... I don't know how many nine. years, nine years nine. that she's been here. I think I saw a tweet where the average attendance at a women's basketball game her first year here was just a knock over 2,000. So to see it go from that to 17,000 to, yesterday, it to was super cool. Um, I got there about two hours before the game to get some pictures of, you know, fans coming in and stuff like that. And I mean, I saw grown adults running to their seats so they could, so they could save their seats for the game and, and it was just super cool to see, like, Indiana basketball fans acting like little kids again. Um, I think at some of the men's games that doesn't happen. And the the women's games have brought back some of this, like, joyous, childlike wonder to Indiana basketball. It's kind of like a cool little revival going on. So, yeah.
0: What an excellent perspective. Well said. Yeah,
4: from, well said. For,
0: from a man who comes from a Purdue
4: family? Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. That's That's pretty impressive. We don't have to talk about that. Although I've, uh, you know, for the past five weeks I've been able to get the last laugh. So we'll see if that changes at the men's game <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> on, uh, uh, on Saturday. But I've been able to I've been able to poke the bear and get the last laugh for the past five weeks. So
3: yep. yeah, um, yeah. Be sure to be sure to follow Alex on all platforms.
0: Alex Paul photo. It's actually Paul it's photo. actually his official
3: name. Yes. Uh, um, for the. F- he, Truly the best photography of Indiana basketball. Oh, it is around. so clean. It's Hand so
0: shot. crisp. Good shots.
4: Thank you, guys. We love you, Thanks Alex. for coming, Alex. I appreciate all the words that you guys write. They <laughs> compliment thank. the photos so nicely. We you. appreciate your pictures. <laughs> i a good one, guys.
0: Um, to get back to what we were talking to, shout out Iceland. I want to shout out the country of Iceland because Mitchell Northam. Iceland's own is your sole first place voter for Indiana with his basketball. <laughs> he knows both.
2: Mitchell does know
0: bald. Uh Mitchell, Mitchell explained it on Twitter as the Big Ten is stronger than the SEC this season. Uh, Game Cox needed OT to get by Ole Miss. Hoosiers beat ranked teams in Ohio State and Michigan this past week. I wanted to reward them. Um, I found, a, I found a site. WarrenNolan.com, here's, here's what you get. I've got net rankings, RPI rankings, and net conference rankings of, it, of women's college basketball. First of all, first thing of interest, Big Ten fifth in the net with six ranked teams. They are all staying. I'm the only one by my microphone right now. Um, <laughs> Indiana fourth overall in the net. They actually moved up one. Now, this RPI is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So, Indiana's third in this RPI rankings. They, they use the net system of ranking wins and losses on quadrants one through four. But the usually in the net, those are based off the net rankings. But this is obviously the RPI rankings. So, Indiana, according to these RPI rankings, 11-0 in quadrant one. Uh, second most quadrant one wins. UConn has 12, but they also have four losses. <laughs> um, and then Stanford, 11 and 2 in quadrant one. South Carolina, 10 and 0, and no one else has more than eight. Iowa, notably, 5 and 4 in this quadrant one. Really interesting. Um, Michigan State is a quadrant three loss in this. So. I just found this really interesting. How polarizing this was. In the in the actual net, like the NCAA net rankings, Michigan State is forty sixth. In the RPI, Michigan State
3: ranks one hundred sixty seventh. Seems like a uh lot less a lot less uh energy might have been put into the women's basketball computers versus the men's basketball computers, unless it's just the same formula. I would agree. Um, yeah. So, according to this, this
0: RPI thing, Indiana ranks 32nd in non-conference schedule, or strength of schedule, and then third
3: in the third overall in the RPI. Um, that actually sounds about right to me in terms of strength yep. of schedule. Their, you non, co-
2: their non-conference schedule wasn't... Yeah, outside tree. of it was, Tennessee. It
3: was
0: Tennessee, yeah. yeah. Uh, UConn, Mounts. but over Indiana's overall strength of schedule is ninth. So, that's a testament to the Big Ten, so... Clearly, the uh I don't here. Let's see, RPI conference rankings, Big Ten fifth as well. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Sorry, it, just wanted to give you those numbers. Um, just because you know, the case for Indiana to be number one can actually start to be argued a little bit as they rack up ranked wins south Car- south carolina went to overtime against ole miss this weekend they almost lost had they have lost there would actually be a real conversation so
3: yeah in terms of i think ncaa tournament picture uh kind of go into that i think <laughs> iu i mean I, I don't think this is a controversy in the slightest if iu wins out they're a one seed no question um they already if- Sorry, if,
0: if they went out, they're the number two overall seed. Yes, And yes. if
3: South Carolina loses... Then they have a chance to be the number one correct. overall seed. Yeah. Um, IU already has the number one seed wrapped up for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, <clears throat> I said that word weird, I know. Um, I don't normally... Oh, tournament. Sorry. I know. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got a look there from from one of my wonderful uh, co-hosts uh, named Will Foley. Um yeah, IU, IU already has that wrapped up, even if they split the Big Ten regular season title technically with Iowa. Um, they'll still be the one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Tournament. Ooh. Uh, uh, speaking of that game, do we want to get into a little preview of that Iowa
2: game? Uh, we already kind of talked touched on it.
0: Absolutely. Should Let's be, dive in.
2: I mean, I don't think it's going to be that much different than what we saw in the first game, which was 87-78. Correct. Indiana, correct? So, I mean, a lot of pace back and forth. Caitlin Clark's probably going to do her thing again. I imagine she'll score at least 25. But again, like we talked about in the last matchup, it'll probably come down to how Mackenzie Holmes and Monica Sinano pan out in that matchup down low. Mahomes got really the better of her. Wait, Mahomes? Did I say Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes,
3: Mahomes. shout out.
2: (laughs) Shout out Super Bowl Patrick
3: Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes would get worked in the post by Sonata <laughs> really or would. Holmes. He would. Yeah.
2: Shout out Patrick Mahomes. But um, <laughs> great quarterback. Goat goat quarterback in my eyes. Uh, Mackenzie Holmes, rather. <laughs> wow. Whoa, I goat. Got, I got to look there. I mean, maybe skill-wise, but like. I guess it depends we, on we
0: could re- We could spend <laughs> the next half hour debating oh, yeah. the Goat All right, we're going to talk about this next time.
3: <laughs> it's Peyton Manning, by the way. Okay, we'll,
2: we'll, 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 we'll figure this out later. We'll ask um, this
0: out, um, we'll out off-record, off-air. Before we settle this, I think Jay Cutler would like a word. <laughs> All right, sir. All right, sir.
2: <laughs> anyway, Mackenzie Holmes, rather, and Monica Sonano. Mackenzie Holmes dominated that matchup last time. Sonano had six points fouled out. I'd imagine it would go somewhat similarly in this game. I think Mackenzie Holmes is just on a tear... <laughs> like no one else in the country right now. Very deserving of National Player of the Year conversation, mind you. Um, But, yeah, and it's just maybe the home environment for Iowa will change things up a little bit. But Indiana hasn't appeared to struggle anymore on the road, which is kind of unlike other teams in the Big Ten who do. So it'll be a sold-out arena. That's what they're saying. Should be a great environment. Should be another great game between Iowa and Indiana. Not the biggest implications, as we already mentioned, but still, that's a game Indiana's really going to want to win heading into the conference tournament.
3: Yeah, just kind of going off what you just said there, even though it's not technically for a seeding spot, um, yeah, I don't doubt that both of these teams are going to come out with a lot of emotion in this game. Um, Obviously, it is senior night for Iowa. They already have a sold-out crowd at Carver-Hawkeye. Oh uh, fifteen thousand and fifty six. College game day will be there on that Sunday. Uh the second time this season they have gone to a women's game. Um the first I want to say it was Tennessee UConn. Don't don't correct. It was? All right, so yep. cool. I think this um, is the only the second time
0: all season they'll be at a game. Yeah. Uh I think you are correct. Um and the Tennessee Yukon game was the same day as Ohio State at IU, which left some IU fans pretty upset.
3: Uh Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so there's that. Uh, it, it'll it be a packed crowd. It'll be a loud crowd. Iowa has some of the best fans in the Big Ten in all of women's college basketball. Um, it's going to be a raucous environment, um, and it should be a great game, as you mentioned. Uh, just a quick note on that attendance, though. In If we're willing to call IU and Iowa rivals, which I would say at least this iteration of Iowa's team and this year's Indiana's team, certainly are. They've gone head to head with pretty much the exact same lineups for the past 2 years as the two best teams in the conference. Then I use four rivalry games this season, the two against Purdue, home and away, and the two against Iowa, home and away. We'll have an average attendance across those four games of uh just over 15,000. So, um yeah, it's uh good for women's sports. Good good women's for women's basketball. sports. Um it's just kind of kind of a, a great thing to see. Um, crowds are fun. That's, that's it. Crowds are fun. I'm glad people are getting into to enjoy good basketball.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I forgot, press, if you had left or not. Matt, Sieber, you were not there. Um, I would like to pose the question. If Indiana wins on Sunday, will they, no matter what, lock up a number one seed? even if they lose to Michigan State or Nebraska in the second round of
2: the Big Ten tournament? I would say yes. I think they would still have a number one seed if they beat Iowa. I mean, and again, I'm not expecting, and I really – anything close to guarantee, I can almost guarantee. That that will not happen in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. But still, I think a win against Iowa does lock up a one seed.
3: Yeah, it's – it's hard to argue against that um, unless something unusual happens uh, where, I, I like, I'm trying to think it would require something else to happen in some other conference where a team makes a case that they should also be a one seed, uh, and I just don't see that happening. I mean, this would involve IU losing to, what, either the eight or nine seed? No. Yeah, yeah either, either the eight or nine seed. Nebraska,
0: it's more than likely. I'm pretty sure I tried multiple combos It'll be Nebraska and Michigan State playing in that okay.
3: game. Okay, Michigan State technically did beat IU in their one game this season that would be in East Lansing, game. in East Lansing without Grace Berger. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, first off, I don't, I don't think IU loses in the quarterfinals. They could lose in the semis, but I, hey, Nebraska
0: uh, gave him a tough time here.
3: That's true. Um, no Grace Berger. Yeah. I would be shocked if they lost in the quarterfinals. Uh, regardless, though, if they happen to, I still think they're probably a one seed.
0: Uh, they would have. Two losses, because again, the scenario is they beat Iowa. Um, only
3: LSU and South Carolina have. Less yeah, there's losses. not there's not four teams in the country who have a better resume than IU, even with a loss uh, there. Especially if they have the win against Iowa as well. <laughs> the second win against Iowa, yeah.
0: Time for some prediction questions. I'll start with sure. number one. Does the College Game Day panel vote for an Iowa sweep? Oh,
3: there's a oh. I like this prediction, guess game.
2: I don't, I don't think so. I think it'll be split if not favored for Indiana. But I mean, because I, I think everything we've seen all year would point in the direction that Indiana would be favored in this game, even with it being on the road. But again, Caitlin Clark, Media darling. ESPN <laughs> got an ESPN might take that into account just a bit, but no, I don't think they uh, they predict an Iowa sweep.
3: Yeah, I I am um, in agreement with you. I don't think they'll go majority Indiana. I um, I agree, yeah. but I I do think at least one person will choose the number two team in the country uh, to win that game.
0: I'd agree, but I th- I I predict. I think it's three. Is it three or five?
3: Four? Yeah, I think it changes every week. Okay, right? I I, don't... I think
0: I'd predict an Iowa majority. All right. I think they will. All right, I, uh, I don't
3: disagree with that necessarily.
0: Does for the first time this season, Caitlin Clark shoot thirty shots in a game? <laughs> Twenty eight was what she shot against Indiana. That she has done that three times this year. It's her season high.
2: I think you can't rule it out. You can you cannot rule her out to shoot thirty times, because as we mentioned when they played last time. She shot twenty eight times, and again wanted to shoot more, than she did. So, I mean, I, well, she shot twenty eight times, and she got some foul calls, like on yeah. threes too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I could see it. I could see thirty shot attempts.
3: I could see it. I, I think the only way we see Caitlin Clark taking thirty shots is if it's a blowout in IU's favor, and she's just trying to play hero ball to keep them back in it. Um, I don't think if Iowa is playing really well, that entails. Caitlin Clark taking I don't think Caitlin Clark takes 30 shots in a win I don't think there's a way that happens um I, I realize that's kind of counterintuitive saying that you know the 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 arguably the best player in the country the national player of the year should not be taking every shot but uh yeah it'll be I I'm gonna say no she doesn't
0: if I set the line at nine and a half for more for more points that Mackenzie Holmes would score than
3: Monica Sonano, would you take the over
0: or the under? So, so is she take is she scoring
2: Outscores M- Sinano. So, if I you know.
3: if you take the over, you're taking she, uh, oh, Holmes he's... outscores Sonano by ten or more points. Yeah. Okay.
2: I'll take the over on that. I think I think it could end up something like 20, 24 to twenty seven for Holmes. And I mean, we have j- already seen her this season lock up Sonano. Less than ten, so I could see that again. I'll take the over.
3: I could see it. I could definitely see. It. We have seen it. We have um, seen it. but I don't. I don't think that that'll happen. Um, it, Holmes is uh, arguably. I mean, Holmes is the second best player in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. no question. She's a top five player in the nation, probably. But, Sonato is really good. Like, I don't think. Holmes is going to hold Sonano to six points again. Uh, that's that's just, Sonano's too good a player to be held uh, to such low production like that. I still think Holmes probably wins that battle. But, um, yeah, I could see it closer to, like, I don't know, uh, Sonano putting up around 15 and Holmes putting up, like, a 22 kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's more what we're in for. I'll take R.
0: All right. Uh one more before we predict outcomes and such. Will this be the worst officiated game of the season? Yes. Absolutely. Guaranteed. <laughs> yep. This is gonna be really bad. Yeah. Like,
3: um God, women's women's college basketball, particularly in the Big Ten, is just so terribly officiated. And they the can't way, they can't find like us. The Big Ten way, can't find us. No. No. We, they cannot send a check. Try yeah. Big Ten. See what happens. <laughs> Please don't send a check. <laughs> please don't please. send a check. We don't have the money right for it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's gonna be bad. All right, who wins?
2: I will say, the Indiana Hoosiers win the regular season finale.
3: I don't think IU wins this. It's a sold out Iowa crowd. They're playing for a share of the Big Ten title. They want to be able to cut down the nets just like IU did yesterday. I this is a really talented Iowa team. This is a really well coached Iowa team. Um I've I've mentioned it before. Terry Morton's mentioned it a million times that IU's thing is their maturity. That's what sets them apart. This IU t- or pardon me, this Iowa team has that very same maturity. They've got players who I mean, it's the same starting five they had last season when they won the Big 10 championship. It's they have that maturity that can stack up to IU and real tough to beat a team twice in a season. I realize Iowa beat IU three times last season. But, um, yeah, I I think Iowa probably takes this one at home. I'm really split on this. This is going
0: to be a really good game. Oh, it'll be a great game. Like, I I truly can't decide who wins. You know what? Just for the sake of pushing the Matt Seabury hater narrative. I'm not a hater. How about about this? Grace Berger game-winning bucket.
3: Wow, there we go. Silences the haters and Carver Hawkeye. That would be that would be a um that would be a scene. That would be an all time moment. That would be a scene, without a doubt.
0: Um before we leave, we have to talk about the funeral <laughs> of the Hartford Hawks. Men's team played their last Division One game um against Chicago State. The women's team has two games remaining. Both against Chicago State.
3: Yep. So so the I was looking. I was researching these teams. Uh, f- so the men and women had a doubleheader last Thursday. Uh, women played first. Men played after that game. It was a whiteout crowd of 500 cans. Um, <laughs> it was their final home game in D1 ever. Congrats to them for putting up a fight. They, they didn't end up winning. The, both games were against Merrimack. Um, they now both... The men, as you mentioned, already played Chicago State, uh, lost that final game on the road. The women play Saturday and Sunday, a little f- doubleheader, fun stuff, against Chicago State. Both of those on the road. Chicago State, the only other D1 independent. I believe this is the fourth time the women have played. Uh, those two women's yep. squads have played each other this year. Third and fourth times. Third and fourth times, Yeah. Um, Matt, g- press any thoughts. I, I have you don't zero. Have, <laughs> <influence>. <laughs>
2: you don't have any. This was this was all like news to me when when it was brought up. But I guess R.I.P. I'm. That's all I'll say. I'm a. Pro- i will
0: say i am can proudly say that for the Hartford men's program, I was in attendance. One of the few in attendance of their sole NCAA tournament game, played How against Baylor that? in the bubble year in Lucas Oil, and I watched it go
3: down. They got smoked. Uh, the Men's and women's teams of Hartford this season. Uh, the women, like I mentioned, have two games left, but they have a combined record of seven and 46. Wow. Which is. Um,
0: Not desirable for a basketball team.
3: Hopefully, they're they're making the move down to D3. Hopefully, that's better for them. Uh, oh, they're about to become a powerhouse. They <laughs> a have Competitive to be, right? stance. Uh, you know. Best best wishes. Yeah, that's gotta suck to be a player on that team. That's just gotta be demoralizing. Um so I hope they're doing well. Yeah, the whole thing with the university was pretty bogus from yeah. what I picked up on. So well, and there were issues within the athletic department. Yep. It's it's a whole thing, uh, why they are moving down. But uh we, we talked about them a little bit earlier in like a podcast two weeks ago. Yep. Since so they're our adopted team, I guess.
0: Shouts to Senor Dinosaur. Yeah, shout uh, out Senor
3: I, Dinosaur. Uh the finest band and all the finest uh, punk rock band in all the land. Uh, Indiana women's basketball supporter, or at least Matt
0: Press supporter. A yeah.
3: Podcast. They well, they liked the tweet oh, for podcast. this podcast. Yeah. They're a supporter of the Payoff Podcast.
0: Payoff podcast. Um,
3: so, Senor Dinosaur, you know we have we love guests. We love random guests. So, uh, any of your band. I know you only have one song on Spotify. There's two Senor Dinosaurs on Spotify. Uh, this is the one that's uh, doesn't have the little blue check mark. Um, and has one song. The song goes hard though, so shout out them.
2: Shout out Senor Dinosaur.
3: All right. We'll talk to you after uh,
0: next time after Iowa. Let's uh, yep. see if Indiana has an outright Big Ten title or what's going on. Yep. All right. Signing off.